Is Josh Jacobs overvalued or undervalued in Dynasty Leagues? We're talking about him and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? Hey, it's great. How are you? I'm good. We are talking Las Vegas Raiders today. This is our final episode of the buy, sell, hold series. We have covered every single team over the past several weeks. Uh, the AFC West is our last one, and that will uh, it'll finish up tomorrow as uh, Kate and Marcus put a bow on this series for us. The Raiders, I don't know, if, but maybe we should have ended with the Chiefs. We talked Chiefs yesterday <laughs> on the 4th of July and, and enjoyed that conversation. Lots of fun players to talk about there. And I don't know. It just feels like the Raiders have really taken a step back with the moves they've yeah. made this offseason. Obviously, Derek Carr is gone. You know, say what you will about that. But um, he was he was uh, he was at least consistent for them. I don't. I don't know that they've upgraded their quarterback position. Uh, Darren Waller is gone. And, you know, now now just lots of questions around this team. You know, in the end, I don't think they're as good or going to be as good as even as they were last year. So kind of a bummer, but I'm excited about Josh Jacobs. What do you think about him? Yeah, and, and real quick, it's funny because on Monday, Peacock and I on Peacock and Williamson, tune in, check that out, were talking about, you know, power ranks and who are the worst teams in the league. And I just threw out there that I don't think people look at the Titans and Raiders in this light, but I think there's a chance that they might be the worst two teams in the AFC when it's all said and done. Like, I, I have a hard time being optimistic about the direction of this team. Uh, are they in it to win it, or are they biding time for the next quarterback? And I don't know about their head coach. So, you know, I don't love where they're at, and I don't want to invest in them heavily. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the downside here when it comes to Josh Jacobs is just mm -hmm. his surroundings. But um, his surroundings were not great, uh, really, at any point in his career. And he's been a, a very solid running back. Really, uh, you know, I think he was really undervalued his first three years in the league. And then uh, of course broke out last year. Uh, I think he finished as the RB three on the year uh, with just a, a huge season. Uh, you know, I mean, there's still questions uh, about his status as he got the, uh, got the franchise tag and uh, is, is certainly not happy with that. The same situation that Saquon Barkley is dealing with and uh, just the general discontent from running backs right now around the league. And, it, it's hard to really blame them, honestly, but uh, Jacobs is up to the RB10 in our DLF Dynasty ADP, and I do think he's at a point where you could really argue either way that he is overvalued or undervalued, depending on mm. what you think of him as a player and, and his future. Uh, younger than you might think, just turned 25. He's the same age as uh, your guy there in Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, uh, who uh, you know Maybe, just entered yeah. the league a couple couple years ago so he's he's got he's got some years on uh, on Harris in the league but they're the same age 
You look at the ADP, Jacobs at 10, Harris at 11, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Walker, Ramondre Stevenson down there at RB14. That's a pretty strong tier. Back-end RB1, uh, early RB2 guys. I love Stevenson. I think he's low. I just want to throw that out there since our last team went out there. But I consider Jacobs as a buy. And it. I know this isn't the same as our dynasty outlet, but in best ball, you can get this guy in the third round. And he was like the running back one last year or two or whatever. And one key that you didn't throw out there that I think is super important is I kind of gave Josh McDaniels a hard time, but John Gruden never threw him the ball. He had like very few catches and he was a really good receiver at Bama. I mean, that's why he was a first round pick. So now he's added catches to already a strong running profile and he is only 25. So I think he's more of a buy than a sell. Good. We're, we're mostly on the same page. Before we go any further, let's list the Las Vegas Raiders here. Uh, I almost forgot to do that on yesterday's show, so we'll get right to it right now. Josh Jacobs is the most valuable member of the team from a dynasty standpoint at RB10. Devontae Adams is next at wide receiver 17, and then a big drop-off. We've got the rookie tight end Michael Mayer next at tight end 12. Talk about him coming up. Couple wide receivers here: Jacoby Myers, of course, formerly of the Patriots, is wide receiver fifty-five, and then Hunter Renfro is wide receiver eighty-two. So again, you can see the gap between those two players uh, represented here: Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback thirty-one; Zamir White, RB seventy-three; Trey Tucker, the wide receiver one hundred and seven; and Austin Hooper, veteran tight end, is tight end forty-three. So tough to to find a lot to be excited about there though. You said you mm-hmm. almost chose Jacobs as your sell, or I'm sorry, as your buy. Uh, who did you identify as a player to buy instead of Jacobs? And I don't have super strong feelings, but I took Renfro cause he's so cheap and he's had success yeah. in this league and maybe he ends up on another team. I know he's got a rough contract, but it's right. wide receiver 82. I mean, he's like a throw-in, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep him on the bottom of my roster and hope something breaks his way. And the other one was Jacoby Myers, who I don't love, but they just gave him money. As usual, they have this infatuation with former Patriots in the Patriot way, <laughs> and he'll fit right in, you know? I mean, so he's a good player. He doesn't get enough recognition as being a quality dude. And he's wide receiver 55. It wouldn't shock me when the season ends, he's a wide receiver three. You know, I totally agree. And and I, I think I really think Myers is undervalued. You look at what he has done uh, specifically the past two years in New England. I know he he had the, the stretch there, uh, really stretch that lasted more than a full season where just couldn't find the end zone. Yeah, broke. He, he, yeah, he, he broke that in a big way uh, last year. But you just look over the past two years and. I mean, not not earth shattering numbers, but he gave us four wide receiver one uh, games over the past two seasons. He was a, he's a wide receiver two nineteen percent of the time. So you're talking about not getting bad. you're talking about getting top twenty four wide receiver production, uh, essentially a third of the uh, of the games. Yeah, not not bad for where he is. Again, wide mm-hmm. receiver fifty five. We've basically seen his value drop since going to Las Vegas. And I don't know. I mean, he was kind of the top option by default in new England and you had to expect he was going to go somewhere 
where he would be the second option. He's certainly that with Devonte Adams, but um, you know, Darren Waller being gone, I think it is a good thing for Myers. I think he's, he's just way too cheap right now. Yeah. That's my point too. I mean, I, I don't mind, I don't love it, but I can start him week one and be okay with it. Or, you know, I mean, he, he doesn't kill you in bye weeks or whatever. Good football player. And they gave him money, money talks. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, I'm, I'm with you. Really kind of kind of a similar conversation to what we had yesterday with those young Chiefs wide receivers is they're so cheap. Uh, the difference here is we've already seen production from Myers and from Renfro. Uh, get these guys at, uh, on your roster and you'll, mm-hmm. uh, you'll be able to, to start them, certainly for points throughout the next season or two. Matt? Next, we're going to talk about a player that we want to sell. It looks like you and I are aligned on this one, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say about him. We'll talk about that sell next. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to 200 bucks. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run, whatever you want. There's tons to pick from, of course. Um, all that on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. You know, There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash on. To get up to $200 in bonus bets, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Let's continue our conversation about the Las Vegas Raiders. We're talking buy, sells, and holds. We suggested uh, buying Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro and uh, Jacoby Myers as well. Matt, you and I agree on this player that we want to sell. Who is it? Yeah, it's Michael Mayer, the, the rookie yeah. tight end. I haven't drafted him in any of my rookie drafts. I think he's a good football player. And I feel, always feel like I'm saying negative things about him. But I would rather have Musgrave. And I've heard you rave about Musgrave. I don't know which yeah. one you prefer. But, you know, I mean, I certainly would rather have Kincaid. I mean, there's other young tight ends in the league I trust more. And, one of my issues, my biggest issue, I think, with with Mayer is history really shows that athletics, uh, athletic testing matters for tight ends. Three cones, change of directions. He wasn't a good tester, and that never settled well with me. I, I kind of think he's a reliable, move the chains, catch and fall down type of dude, maybe drag someone for an extra yard where you hit Musgrave in stride, he may run away from people. You know what I mean? I just don't see a lot of dynamic qualities and this is a long shot because I know they used a premium pick on Mayer, but there's a chance that Austin Hooper is better than him from day one. And Austin Hooper is not great. You know, like it yeah. takes, it just takes tight ends a while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, I, I like uh, Michael Mayer. It sounds like I like him quite a bit more than you do. My issue here, and I, I put a, I put an asterisk by this one because I, I don't necessarily think he's a screaming cell uh, when if you look at the dynasty trade finder on DLF, he's he's not involved in these deals where he's going for a first rounder or right, going right. for you know other uh, other prospects or young players that we really love. That's that's not happening. 
What is happening, though, is he's the tight end 12 in our dynasty ADP. He's being drafted ahead of Greg Dulcich, Chig Okonkwo, nope. David Njoku, um, nope. and being drafted uh, several rounds ahead of the other name you mentioned there, uh, Luke Musgrave. Essentially, I think he should be valued down in that Musgrave range. Musgrave is um, the tight end six, 16. So I just think we're we're overvaluing Michael Mayer. And I, I think it goes without saying that if you could flip him for Dulcich in Joku or Okonkwo, you should do that immediately. Yes. Um, I, I, I don't think I would have the guts to make that offer, but the ADP suggested it might be close. So give it a try to move on from Michael Mayer. And, and again, he, like a lot of the players we've talked about, he's not a must sell, at least not in my opinion. Uh, Matt sounds like feels a little, stronger about it. Um, but I, I mean, I still see a lot of, a lot of, uh, long-term upside in the player, but I do think we're going to have to be patient, not only because of what we've seen from mayor in that pre-draft process, but the situation where we're looking at here as well with, with quarterback issues sure. and Matt, as you said, possibly, uh, possibly some head coaching questions down the uh down the stretch as well um real quick on him too that yeah they also have o-line issues he could be asked to block a lot he's good at that you know musgrave's not going to be a blocker and as you know it's always hard to put a rookie in the sell category because you probably just drafted him in your rookie draft a couple weeks ago (laughs) you know like you liked them enough to get them you know nobody made you take them so that's always a little weird yeah, this is definitely one of those easier said than than done situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, I'm saying don't draft him in a startup over Dulcich or Oconquo. I, I would not be doing that. Uh, I, I do want to talk to you really quickly about Jimmy Garoppolo in, in this situation. You know, he, he he comes over from San Francisco. It looks like a great fit. He's going to step in for Derek Carr. Um, gets seemingly the big contract uh, that that we expected him to get, but now there's, you know, there's more injury questions and there's really always been injury questions with Garoppolo, unfortunately. Um, and now his future, even as a Raider is, is kind of being questioned. What do you think? What do you think of Garoppolo and really this entire situation with the Raiders? Yeah. I mean, I think he's easy to bash and he's never on the field, but I think he's a quality player. And Carr had such a rough year. I think a healthy Garoppolo could be better than the last year version of Carr. And there is familiarity with the offense. I'm not saying Garoppolo is better than Carr, but I think, you know, a healthy 2023 Jimmy might be better than what we saw in 2022 of Carr. But he's still the definition of a placeholder. Working in his favor, there isn't uh, Will Levis sitting there breathing down his neck, you know, that they'll pull him late in the year. Um. I mean, I'm not going out to get them though. Yeah. It's it's really just kind of a bummer because you do have uh, obviously high expectations for Devonte Adams. And mm-hmm. uh, as we talked about with Myers and Renfro, those are guys who have produced um, somewhat consistently um, at least for how they're being valued in the past. And, and with Jimmy there, you know, and, and with, with these injury questions, these health concerns, it just, yeah, it just kind of brings like uh, a damper to the whole situation. No doubt. Uh, Matt, I, oh, go ahead. I, I just don't think things go well for the Raiders this year. No, 
no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, looks like a team that could be really one of the worst in the league. Maybe that's mm-hmm. how they figure out their quarterback situation uh, for 2024 and beyond. Matt, next we're going to talk about a couple of players we want to hold and see how their 2023 season goes. We'll do that next. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, check out tomorrow's show. Kate and Marcus will be back, and they will be uh, ending this buy, sell, and hold series, wrapping up the NFC West and the entire NFL. So check out tomorrow's show. Matt, a player on this roster, and, and we've named them all here. We've talked about Jacobs, Devontae Adams. uh, Michael Meyer, Michael Mayer, excuse me, Uh, Jacoby Myers, Renfro, Garoppolo, Samir White, Trey Tucker, and Austin Hooper. Who's the one that you want to hold and maybe have some long-term hope for? Yeah, I think this one's kind of sneaky in Samir White. And Mm. I didn't love him coming out of school, but he seems about as clear of a handcuff as there is in the league right now. You mentioned Jacobs hasn't signed his franchise tag, could hold out. At most, or I don't know if I'm to say that, but maybe he's not a Raider a year from now, you know, yeah. signed a one-year deal. Of course, they'll bring in somebody else. They're not going to say, hey, Zamir, you're going to be Josh Jacobs. But Jacobs could get hurt. He had had a lot of touches last year. He just seems like at running back 73, he's a very cheap, true handcuff. And he's young. Yeah, totally, totally love that one. I'm with you. Um, and we we've tried as we've talked about these players to hold, we've tried to let you know if they kind of lean towards the buy or the sell category. Mm -hmm. And Zamir White certainly leans toward, towards that buy as a a player to take a shot on. And, you know, if you're in a smaller dynasty league or or at least one with smaller rosters, he might even be out there on the waiver wire for you again, RB 73 in our dynasty ADP. And that puts him, Uh, Let's see, that puts him overall at, uh, so so far down the list, I can't find it, Matt. Let's see. Yeah, enough said, right. Yeah, 226 overall, 226 overall. He's, uh, I mean, he's behind Kareem Hunt, who doesn't have a team. He's behind his quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. He is way down the list. Totally agree with Zamir White as a, a player to hold on to if you, drafted him certainly if you spent like a second rounder on him last year uh all is not lost after that uh quiet rookie season especially with the questions about jacobs uh and his long-term status on the team i i, I kind of you said you took the easy way out yesterday with patrick mahomes <laughs> as your hold i i did the same today because i've got Devonte adams the wide receiver 17 as my hold uh, and, and we say it every year we say it all the time on this podcast that when you're talking about those veterans that you may possibly want to sell or move on from in your dynasty league, the time to do that is during the regular season. That's when they're going to hit that, that peak value. And, you know, we have ADP charts and things like that available on DLF. And it's just, it becomes a roller coaster for these, these, you know, these good veterans, these elite veterans, even in Devonte Adams case. And we talked about Kelsey yesterday where uh, their ADP dips in the, in the off season. And uh, when the regular season comes around, it's, it's right back up. We're, we're valuing them 
as the elite producers they are. And of course, at some point, we're going to see Devontae Adams fall off. I mean, we've seen that, you know, in recent years with guys like Julio Jones and AJ Green. And I mean, we could go on and on listing names like that. And, and Adams time will obviously come, but he's also, uh, uh, he's also just turned 30 years old. So yeah. I think it's safe to say he's got what a couple more years as a, as a uh, strong fantasy contributor and at wide receiver 17, I just don't know if selling now is, uh, is the best way to play the situation. Yeah. I mean, as usual, extremely well said, the only two nuggets I would throw in there is I still think he is firmly in the conversation as the best wide receiver on the planet. I mean, I think he's, it's not a slam dunk, but I could make the case as Devontae Adams lawyer, that he is the best player at his position right now. And also what if their season does really crumble? What if they're one in five, could he be a trade mm. deadline guy? You know, Maybe he well, has up I mean, in Kansas City that we talked about yesterday. I mean, I know yeah. you know, right. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, of course, the narrative was that he went to he went to Vegas because of Derek Carr, and you know, now of course Carr is gone, and mm-hmm. I mean, there you know there there was kind of some scuttlebutt about that that maybe uh, maybe Adams would be ready to go next. Um, he's he's kind of uh, shown or at least sworn his allegiance to the Raiders. But as you said, if things are going poorly, if they can uh, cash in on, on that 30 year old plus receiver and get a second rounder or something like that, then yeah, it it could be a situation where it makes sense. That probably would not be a bad thing for him. You look at the trade finder and again, Adams is mostly involved in, in package deals where it's three, three players for three players, something like that. I try to focus on those where uh, the players on his own, we've got a couple of those Devonte Adams for Jahan Dotson and a 2024 first rounder uh, easily want the dots inside there personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you got that strong contender. Adams is your wide receiver one. That type of deal becomes a little tougher to pull the trigger on. Devontae Adams for Alec Pierce and a first rounder. Ooh, uh, the Dotson first rounder sounded more up my it sounded, alley. I like it sounded yours. way better, right? Yeah. Uh, Brian Robinson, Brandon Ayuk, and a second rounder for Devontae Adams. Zay Flowers and a first rounder for Devontae Adams. Jerry Judy and a second rounder. Austin Eckler and Michael Carter. Those are all the types of deals that are going down for Devontae Adams and Ultimately, that's why he's a hold for me. Some of those yeah. I would I would definitely uh, consider or even pull the trigger on. But in most cases, I want a little bit more for a player of Devonta Adams uh, level. Seems like a lot of prospect wide receivers and a nice pick, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's okay, you know. That is going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.